back with the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. Thank you so much for sticking around and enjoying the show. But it wouldn't be a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast, now would it, without our Fantasy Football Guru. I didn't want to say Fantasy Football Turkey. That would be bad. <laughs> exactly. He is the man behind the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast and also the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast group. If you want to check out our weekly episodes, they hit the Pop Culture Cosmos channel each and every Wednesday on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts and over 30 different podcast outlets. Or if you have a question directly or just like to interact with over 200 other fantasy football fans out there, just head on over to Facebook and go to the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast group. You sign right up. You ask those questions about trades, waiver wire pickups lineup changes, whatever you want when it concerns fantasy football. And there's no one better to talk fantasy football than my good friend. It is Tyler Baker. What's going on, man? Week 11, unfortunately, did not start off on the great note for Redskins fans. Oh, man, it was it was rough. 33 years to the day of Joe Theismann breaking his leg and ending his career. Alex Smith suffers a gruesome lower leg injury. Thankfully, sports medicine has gotten a lot better. I would expect Alex Smith to come back, but it was a double fracture, tibula, fibula. So he is certainly out for the season. But that opens the door for Colt McCoy to come in. Colt McCoy is a little spark plug and wouldn't you know next week they face dallas on thanksgiving day colt mccoy being from texas and of course two years ago last year colt mccoy came in for the redskins to start and beat the cowboys so you know this i think the redskins were a little bit of a mirage but they're going to keep on plugging and for fantasy purposes if you had alex smith in your starting lineup you probably your season was probably already over yeah, because even though he is a low interception individual, his yards, his yeah. is also his number of touchdowns that he does get. He doesn't get that high number of touchdowns. He is a low interception type guy. And if you're just playing it safe, that would be the only reason to have him on your roster. Colt yeah. McCoy, but Colt McCoy, that might be a different story because I think he's a little bit more, um, how should I say, Brett Favre-like as far sure. as him going ahead and slinging the ball a lot more often than Alex Smith. Yeah, if you're in a two-quarterback league or a super flex league where you can play a quarterback, maybe you had Alex Smith. But um, uh, Colt McCoy, I think you can expect a little bit more on the ground. He'll probably take off running a little bit more. He does really well with bootlegs, and they're probably going to run a lot more of that. You can expect more turnovers from Colt McCoy, but honestly, you can probably expect more fantasy points from Colt McCoy because the way this offense had been operating for most of the season is give Adrian Peterson the ball, play good defense, and win that turnover differential. That's what they were not able to do today. Uncharacteristically, Alex Smith threw a couple of picks, um, so the turnover ratio wasn't there. The way the Redskins win is by generating turnovers, not turning the ball over, and running the ball with Adrian Peterson. That formula is going to be disrupted. Now, the Redskins' defense is still going to play really well. And the offense, honestly, it could be better <laughs> moving forward, at least from a fantasy perspective. So, uh, you know, if you're in one of those two quarterback or super flex league, Colt McCoy, it's worth a pickup. 
but there was also another soap opera going on in the Meadowlands, actually, in New yes. York. So it's as the buccaneer turns because, <laughs> because once again, we had a situation. Once where, again. Yes, where the Fitzmagic, <laughs> just like the Crimes of Grindelwald did this weekend, the Fitzmagic run out. Yeah, it did. And and he finally got benched after after throwing a pretty bad interception to in, in triple coverage. Yeah, Fitzmagic is benched again. Who knows if that'll last? Something you have to think about in Tampa Bay is Jameis Winston's fifth-year option is guaranteed if he's hurt. So I, I was still a little surprised to see Tampa Bay put him in. I don't think he's going to be their quarterback of the future. I would expect him to be done after this season. But if they keep playing him and he gets hurt, then they're going to have to pay him for next year whether they keep him or not. So there still could be some back and forth. I would not consider this benching to be the last. No, nor would I, because I'll tell you what, right now, that's just something that's going to be continuing on for the rest of the season. Even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got out of the gate really nicely, unfortunately, mm-hmm. their season has taken a turn for the worst, and they're now playing out the string. But it's it's still kind of interesting to see how the soap opera of quarterbacks yeah. keeps on revolving back and forth. And I, like you said, I'm sure we won't be seeing the Fitzmagic pop up one more time before sure. Ends out. Sure. And and hey, this defense is terrible. The New York Giants dropped 38 points on this defense. Not very good. Not very good. I tell you what also is not very good. Marcus Mariota re-injuring that elbow. Remember, he had um a nerve issue, like basically a nerve bruise, and he hurt that elbow again and and and, and was trying to shake it off and just wasn't able to do that. So he had to leave that game against the Indianapolis Colts and Blaine Gabbert had to come in and finish it. So rough day for the quarterbacks this week. Also, the entire team of the Titans couldn't shake it off either because they got blasted at Indianapolis. I'll tell you what, that was just a, an ugly game to watch all the way around. They sure did. And Andrew Luck, very efficient, 23 for 29. And T.Y. Hilton, nine receptions, 154. Five yards and two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton making a splash, letting everybody know that he's still around and he's still a really good receiver. But really quick, though, looking at other quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson there in Baltimore. A lot of rushing yards there. A lot of rushing attempts. He ran the ball 27 times. And he, the story coming into this game was, you know, he was really nervous. This is a first round draft pick and, and did not expect to play this season, but Joe Flacco just not able to go. So Harbaugh kind of fashions a game plan that fits what Lamar Jackson does really well. And what he does really well is he runs the ball. He creates a lot of things uh, with his feet. And so he ended up attempting 19 passes, rushed the ball for 27 times. So Baltimore, a little uncharacteristically running the ball a lot, but also in this game, and I kind of felt bad because apparently there's a running back named Gus Edwards that I knew nothing about. I looked on the stat sheet and I thought, who in the world is this guy? Well, undrafted free agent just behind Jackson with 17 carries, 115 yards and a touchdown. I would expect Gus Edwards to be uh, a high-priority waiver-wire pickup this week. I believe that will be the case as well. One last thing I want to talk to you about when it comes to this weekend's games, because there were a lot of mismatches and a lot of underwhelming games this weekend in the NFL. 
One of the things I want to talk to you about that's underwhelming, that is a surprise, is the Super Bowl champions Ooh. in the Eagles, who also got blasted by a very good Saints team, which looks to be riding high and and taking their place at the, at the top of the NFC. And while I would like to go ahead and talk about what we were, what you were just saying with Andrew Luck, as far as being a one of the top quarterbacks ever since what the fourth or fifth weekend, a fourth or fifth week of the season, he's been one of the top quarterbacks out there. Drew Brees himself has been probably at or near the top of those rankings as well. Yeah, he he's just not going to stop, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's not very often in fantasy that that you have a top tier quarterback a top tier receiver and a couple of top tier running backs. I mean, this offense is absolutely humming. Drew Brees, of course, at the helm. Traquan Smith, the rookie, getting a lot of work in this game. 10 receptions, 157 yards and a touchdown. Michael Thomas doing what Michael Thomas does. He's just so good. But then you have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, both of them viable plays every single week. This offense is, is, just going on all cylinders and for that defense to do what they did against Carson Wentz and company that's a big deal that shows me that this team is ready to stake claim to the top spot in the NFC Carson Wentz miserable day if you started him like I did at a couple of leagues it was really really rough but on the good side of things, though, we did see Josh Adams, the rookie, looking like he wants to take over that backfield. He's running better than anyone else there. So this could be kind of a turning point for the rookie. We also saw Golden Tate getting more involved in the offense. So I don't think that Philadelphia showed us the best that they have this week, and I would expect them to bounce back. And I don't think you're going to see many more games like this from Philadelphia. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. You got to listen to our full episodes each and every Wednesday when they hit on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and over 30 different podcast outlets. My friend, I know we've got a lot still to talk about when it comes to the NFL this weekend, but I want to shift ahead instead and move on over to this week's games as far as Thanksgiving because, you know, Thanksgiving gives us a couple extra games that we normally don't get on a Thursday. Yeah. So I know there's a lot to talk about there. When you're looking at those games that are coming up on Thursday, Dallas always plays and, and Detroit yeah. always plays on Thanksgiving. That seems to always be a natural. And this time you have Chicago going into Detroit. Your Washington Redskins with Colt McCoy now going into Dallas. And Atlanta going into New Orleans, just coming off that high that was that that 
just roasting of Philadelphia. Your thoughts on actually if what to target on those short weeks, especially the fact because there's not one, not two, but three games there with a lot of fantasy football players involved that people just can't go off of because of bye weeks, but also because there might be some current concerns with the short week for some of those teams as well. This Thanksgiving is going to give us a lot of good divisional matchups. Of course, uh, let's start with the with the noon game. Uh, Chicago going into Detroit. Chicago showing just how good that defense is. Detroit, who was really kind of floundering this season, kind of has a surprise win over Carolina. A little bit of a surprise. The end of the game, Carolina, uh, instead of kicking point after and tying it up and sending it into overtime, they took a gamble and went for the two-point conversion, uh, giving Detroit the win. But hey, a win's a win. So Detroit coming off of a win is going to be hosting the division leader in Chicago. Detroit probably not having playoff hopes at this point, but Chicago certainly is. But we've also seen kind of a, a change of the guard there, wide receiver in Detroit, and Kenny Galladay certainly looks like the guy there. So as far as who you're going to play in that game, I think it's Kenny Galladay, maybe Kerryon Johnson in the flex if you're super desperate. But that Chicago defense is for real, and this Detroit team is just not that good. And then you know who the players are in Chicago, and you really just kind of have to check your lineup to see who you want to play from that game. And then playing at 4 o'clock, the Skins go to Dallas, and like you said, Colt McCoy will be leading them in that game. It is a bit of a homecoming for Colt McCoy being being from Texas, so it'll be interesting to see how Washington is going to deal with life after Alex Smith. I would expect Jordan Reed to continue his emergence. He was kind of lost in the mix for most of the season. Uh, Alex Smith having that longtime connection with Vernon Davis. I would expect the focus of the offense to go back to Jordan Reed. We also saw Trey Quinn today, which is going to be an important piece of this offense, at least until Jamison Crowder comes back. Quinn was the Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft, plays the slot really well, you know, quick guy. And so as long as Jamison Crowder is going to be out, Quinn is going to be getting some looks. And then the night game on Thanksgiving, Atlanta going into New Orleans. And like you said, New Orleans just playing really, really well. Atlanta, all of those weapons, they're going to have a difficult time keeping up with New Orleans. Now, this is a divisional matchup. And anytime you have a divisional matchup, pretty much anything can happen. And that's a great thing about this Thanksgiving is there's going to be three Really good divisional matchups. So sit back, enjoy turkey, enjoy time with your family, and enjoy some good football. One thing I had an issue with today was we talked about it just a little bit ago, New Orleans' big win over Philadelphia. That game was decided and decided early, yet Drew Brees is out there in the fourth quarter, deep into the fourth quarter, still playing out there, full knowledge the head coach having full knowledge of not only the possible injury risk that's out there, but also the fact that they would be playing on only two, three days rest, really, when it comes down to it, and some limited practice time as well. Yeah, that that did not make much sense to me, especially given that Philadelphia still has a good defense, and, and Philadelphia can still get after a quarterback and be disruptive. So that was a little surprising. I mean, the game was over. It, it was it – was, 
38-7, start of the fourth, and <laughs> Sean Payton just keeping his guys out there. I didn't get it. I don't know if 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 maybe he just wanted to put a bit of an exclamation point on beating the defending Super Bowl champs. I don't know, but it was puzzling, and you know it's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt in time in a game that really doesn't matter. So it surprised me a little bit. I'm glad you picked up on that, but you know these head coaches are going to do what they're going to do. I will tell everybody out there, if they have a lot riding on their fantasy football league this week, I would probably lean, if they have a chance to in their lineups, lean on Dallas players, Detroit players, and New Orleans players, not only because they're the home teams, but two of those three teams are used to the the short week each and every year for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. while the other teams may not be as, as familiar with that, you know, how to practice, how to go through the motions how to prepare the whole nine yards for that short week. So that may be of concern to fantasy football owners out there. It's just basically, like I said, it's now getting to that nitty gritty time where each and every maneuver that you make might cost you a game that might cost you a chance to get into the next playoff round. And you bring up a really good point. Both Dallas and Detroit play on Thanksgiving every year. So these guys, these, these teams know how to adapt. I wouldn't put too much into the practice reports this week. I would expect a lot of guys to get a lot of time off. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott pretty much put the Cowboys on his back and took them to a win. I wouldn't expect much practice from him this week. But yeah, that's a really good point. Those two teams, they they know how to play on Thanksgiving. One last thing I want to talk to you about, my friend, is that we are coming up very quickly on the last leagues are out there, including ESPN's trade deadline. So do you have any last minute thoughts on some trade ideas that you might want to be poking around if if you're a fantasy football owner out there, maybe some players that you want to target, or let's say you're shopping out there, which, well, you're going to be Black Friday shopping out there very soon, (laughs) but let's say you're fantasy football Black Friday shopping. Who do you think you would be targeting at this point in time that you know you could realistically get on your team with a very reasonable trade? Wow, that's a tough one. Because right now, you and I talked about Cam Newton for so many weeks having those dominant times coming up, but it hasn't progressed like we thought it would be. He may be someone that might become available that could be available for a trade. I'm going to use him as an example because he still has favorable matchups coming up, but he hasn't looked good in recent weeks. So that may, people may be just like wanting to lean off of him or maybe, you know, veering into another direction because he hasn't looked as sharp as we thought he would be at this point in time in the season. Yeah. You should always be looking to buy low. And we've talked about Cam's favorable playoff schedule. And so that's certainly something to think about. Buying low is always a good a good course of action. Maybe you can go get AJ Green. It sounds like that maybe they want to try to get AJ Green back. So if you have a panicking owner right before the trade deadline, maybe you can sneak a trade in. I expect Amari Cooper that he will continue to get more involved there in Dallas. Ben Roethlisberger, I think, is someone that could be a buy-low prospect as well. Absolutely. He had a miserable day. I mean, he did not look good through three picks, still managed to pull out a win. But yes, that would be another good buy-low candidate. There's a couple of them out there. 
maybe some of those Philadelphia weapons. Maybe somebody didn't like, maybe somebody is panicking on Alshon Jeffrey because Golden Tate's there, and then they look at the at the box scores. And uh, <laughs> I can tell you as as a fantasy owner of a lot of stock in Philadelphia, Zach Ertz, Ashawn Jeffrey, and Carson Wentz did not have good days. So maybe, maybe, maybe those are good buy-low opportunities. I'm really liking what Chicago's doing. Picking up some pieces in that offense might be something to consider. Yeah, you know, it just kind of depends on your team, on your needs, and on your league. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Catch our full shows each and every week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, over over 30 different podcast outlets. And if you have a trade you're considering either doing, asking for, or executing, best place to go to go ahead and show to people to get their ideas, including Tyler Baker himself, is the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. You just go ahead and sign up. You can go ahead and communicate those trade ideas, waiver wire pickups, lineup changes, and anything relating to fantasy football right there at the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast group. My friend, it's been another great weekend in the NFL. I'm so sorry to hear about what went on with Alex Smith and the Washington Redskins. You know, because I heard it on the radio and when it was happening, I'm hope to goodness out there that they didn't go ahead and just replay it and replay it and replay it like they did Joe Theismann's injury so long ago. Yeah, it was certainly disappointing. But like I've been saying, I think their season was a little bit of a mirage. So that's come crashing down. There were some injuries on the offensive line that it was going to be difficult to overcome. But we'll see what this team is made of, and we'll see how they play on Thursday. They're going into AT&T Stadium, and that always that always has an extra level of excitement to it for both of those teams. And more shots of Jerry Jones in, in that booth once again, just like today, <laughs> yeah. just like this weekend. Just to tell you what, man, you know he he won. They won that game, and I'm telling you what, he acts so much like he actually won the game for them. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's Jerry Jones's ego. <laughs> yes, well, I'll tell you, what, you know that's hey, it, you know if we had that kind of money, we might have that kind of ego too. <laughs> My friend, I'll tell you what, it's been a great weekend in the NFL. I'm looking forward to getting some turkey, some turkey day yeah. games, and and everything. All that gets just the bread and the corn and all that good stuff, the pies mm-hmm. and all that that great stuff that everybody eats on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. 
gathering around the the good old couch and, and family and friends and checking out the games starting this Thanksgiving. Just so great to have you talking fantasy football so that everybody can go ahead and relax, sit down and watch the mm-hmm. games and enjoy them for what they are until they have to go out and head to the department stores and that out for Black Friday shopping, which we're going to talk about this week. Thanks so much, my friend, and thanks for being a part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. 